Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. How's everyone doing? My name is Darian Thomas. I am the new host of Believe in the Hornets of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you, Believe, for just bringing me on. Like I said, new host, essentially. My name is Darian Thomas. I've been a Hornets fan for as long as I can remember. And I have been going through the ups and downs of all Charlotte Hornets fans. It's been tough. It's been tough rooting for a team in a state where basketball culture is so rich. However, this team does not play up to those basketball standards. Now, I know, like I said, basketball is rich in North Carolina, but that's because of the college ranks. Everyone there loves college basketball. We, I grew up on college basketball, but you got to show love to the hometown team. And as the Charlotte Hornets, they just have not been where you would want your franchise to be. But... You know, things could be turned around after a terrible, terrible offseason last year. Things could really be turned around this year, and that would start with Victor Wimbenyama. Now, I'm going to talk about Victor Wimbenyama. I'm not going to give you the scouting breakdown. I'm pretty sure you've seen it enough. I know you've seen the clips. However, what I am going to talk about is how does he fit on this team? You got the you got the assurgence, rather, of Mark Williams. You got a decent backup center in Nick Richards, where does Victor Wimbenyama fit in this? Because, you know, he's labeled as a center. I know he himself has said he's not going to play center in the NBA, but still, we know that the Twin Towers, I guess you could say, for basketball, the you know, big power for big center. It's kind of played out to a certain extent. Certain teams could pull it off. Like I know the Grizzlies do pretty well with it um, when they have Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams. However, they still have Xavier Tillman and, and I know Brandon Clark was just recently injured, but they have him as well. So certain lineups, they can go to that small ball five and take out Steven Adams. But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and talk about that. So thank you for tuning in and let's go ahead and talk about it. All right, so you may be wondering, how did I even come up with the Charlotte Hornets getting Victor Wimanyama anyway? Uh, considering the Charlotte Hornets are the fourth worst team in the NBA, they're behind the Rockets, Pistons. Well, I don't, I'm not in any order, but the top three, well, bottom three rather, is Rockets, Pistons, Spurs. How do the Hornets find themselves at one? I don't know. I don't know. If you're one of those people who believe that a lottery is rigged or whatever the case may be, then you could you could have a nice case for why the Charlotte Hornets should be number one because the Charlotte Hornets have not done any type of tanking at all. Uh, Boyan by uh, is it Boyan Boyan by Donovich uh, for Detroit Pistons has been sat for the remainder of the season because he was playing too well. Rockets have been just tanking <laughs> just by their play style all season long. And then the Spurs definitely had a switch where they were actually looking pretty good, and then they just switched it off. Now, a lot of that, they had some injuries. I know Keldon Johnson missed some games, but or in Devin said Vassella too, if I'm not mistaken. But still, it, it was just an obvious switch off. <laughs> you could tell that they were trying to lose. You even have the Rockets owner saying uh, cheer for women Yama or pray for women Yama or something like that uh, on national TV. So that's something to think about. So the Charlotte Hornets really, if you're one of those people who believe that a team is rewarded because they deserve it, the Charlotte Hornets would be that team. They've played hard. I mean, to an extent where Charlotte Hornets fans were complaining that they're playing too hard. Uh, they're still complaining now because the Charlotte Hornets just won. I think they won two games in a row. Um, and then they eventually last night lost 
to the Utah Jazz. It was a good team. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're into that, you could definitely make a case for Charlotte Hornets. Also, we've seen time and time again where the Pelicans jumped up. It's just it's just very possible that the Hornets could have that jump up too. So we're just gonna go ahead and talk about it. How does Victor Wembanyama fit with this team, especially when you consider you have Mark Williams, Nick Richards, you have PJ Washington at the four, possibly Miles Bridges at the four. I know it's not the nice topic to talk about, but the reality of it is that he more than likely will be back. He definitely will miss some games. He will be suspended. Should be suspended. However, my point is. He's more likely going to be back, and he's more of a four. He could play the three, but it, we definitely saw the offense excel with him at the four. So there's no way you haven't Victor Wembanyama come off the bench like you did Lamelo Ball when Lamelo Ball first came to Charlotte. So where does Wimby fit in that? And I think you, I think you're better off moving Miles to the three or Gordon Hayward, whoever you want at the three, and then have Victor Wembanyama at the four, and then have Mark Williams at the five. I think that's how you do it. Now. My and and so PJ would have to come off the bench, which I personally think that PJ is a really good defender. I think PJ is a good player for what the Hornets need him to do. I think that the Hornets and PJ Washington have both kind of come together. I feel like this year to an understanding that PJ Washington is not going to be your fourth best guy on the team. He might be your fourth most valuable guy on the team because of how good he is on defense, how much better he's going to get on defense, his ability to put the ball on the floor as well as catch and shoot, his ability to guard bigger. He he can guard centers at times. It's not pretty, but he can do it. I remember earlier in the year when um, I think we, the Hornets were in Milwaukee and they were playing in, um, of the Bucks, of course, and they held Giannis to like 10 points, 9 points, something like that. P.J. Washington was a big reason for that. Just recently when they were in Madison Square Garden playing the New York Knicks. Now, we know Julius Randle likes to play bully ball. We know that he can be inefficient at times because he, to me, my thing with Julius Randle, he doesn't know when to stop. He doesn't know how to alter his game. And P.J. Washington was a big reason that Julius Randle struggled to score that game. P.J. Washington is an excellent defender. Um, I just love P.J. Washington. So I don't see why he would not be on the team. Uh, And I think that the Charlotte Hornets should keep him. But but in that case, he has to come off the bench. He's not better than Victor Wembanyama, or at least he won't be. He might be better right now. Maybe if you look at it, it depends how you want to look at it because he has time in the league. But... We know that the trajectory is that Victor Wimanyama is going to be much better. And so then you that leaves you, we'll just say Gordon Hayward for now, but then Gordon Hayward obviously at the three. But if off your bench you have a P.J. Washington, if off your bench you have a Nick Richards, you have, and also off your bench you have a Kai Jones. I know a lot of Charlotte Hornets fans aren't too high on Kai Jones, but those are two, two of them, two of the three, Kai Jones and P.J. Washington, are guys who – have the ability, have the, I would say skills, have the skills, have the size, have the athleticism to guard big, bigger wings in centers to an extent. You don't want them to guard them the whole game, but you are not upset at them soaking up minutes guarding a bigger center or guarding a big wing. You're, you're okay with that. And it's not like there's too many guys who are that big that that would demand that much defense firepower. Uh, you have Jokic, you have Embiid, Giannis, 
and off the top of my head, that's really it. It's that dangerous is my point that that and, and for those guys, most of them guys, they can't be stopped anyway. So it's not you're just trying to slow it down a little bit. So it's not like you need some, you know, all pro defender to guard those guys because those guys are going to get their points or those guys are going to affect the game no matter how. They touch the ball no matter how they score, no matter what happens, because they're such, such talented guys. So with three outliers, I think you're happy with your rotation of having Kai Jones maybe come in um, if, if, the, if the lineup calls for it. You just never know. And then every team has that spot up guy. Can we just put Victor Wimanyama on that spot up guy? You never, you, you know what I mean? You never know. Or you could also do, uh, like, let's, for an example, let's do an actual matchup. So let's go with the Miami Heat. Now, I'm not trying to pick on the Miami Heat, uh, but the Miami Heat are in a division. Hornets play them a lot. So let's look at the Miami Heat where you have Bam Adebayo. And Bam, I think, is a very good player. He's a five-tool player. I mean, I don't know what that exactly means in basketball, but basically I'm just saying that he can do a little bit of everything, and he does it pretty well. Do you want to have Mark Williams guarding him on a perimeter? Not really. I think Mark Williams could do it, but if Bam really, because I know Bam, we I know people look at Bam and just say that he he doesn't look to score. But if he ever does try to take advantage of how he's able to handle the ball against a center like Mark Williams, he could probably take advantage of that. It, will he do it? I don't know, but it, it's something that he can exploit in within Mark Williams' game because Mark Williams just larger, not as agile. That's where you could maybe have Victor Wimanyama, have Mark Williams just got some guard some guy on the perimeter because that's kind of how the Heat play. It's not like they have somebody they don't. They don't really have a power forward at this point. They don't really have anybody to be in that position to really cause ruckus. I mean, they they, they don't really even play a five out necessarily because Bam doesn't shoot. But that's my point. Is like with those smaller teams. You could switch Victor Wimanyama onto those type of centers, and you could still have Mark Williams on the floor. Now, where it gets tricky is, you know, against teams like the Warriors, teams like uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, who's another team that can play small? We mentioned Memphis earlier. They can play small. They have the ability to play small. That's not usually what they go with, but they have the ability to play small. Uh, we've seen the Knicks play small at times. There's just a lot of teams that sometimes play small, and that is where. I think you would get into trouble, but that's also where you have PJ Washington. So where victim women Yama goes, it, it doesn't actually matter. It's kind of my point. I think you take him. I know some people say like the fit. I'm also one of those people personally. Do I think scoop is a better fit? Yes. As far as, and that's strictly just positioning. We don't have to do that much change into the lineup to in, 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 to bring in Scoot to provide for this team. We don't have to at all. Victor Wimbayama is going to take a lot more movement, but he's that talented of a player. You're willing to do that. You're willing to make those type of adjustments. So that's I am one of those people, but I definitely understand and I know for a fact that when you get a talent like Victor Wimbayama, you make it work. And in these situations, there's plenty. The, the Hornets have plenty of players where they can make this work. Now, are all those players up to par? Like I say, Kai Jones. No, not yet. But like I said, you really just look for those guys to soak up minutes. You don't look for those guys to all of a sudden just be this star defender. You just want them to be able to guard whoever for a couple of minutes until you can put in Mark Williams or put in Victor Wimanyama or the other team makes uh, substitutions. That's 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 what they're for. That's what those type of guys, those bridge players are for. You know, they're playing in bridge minutes. So. 
I think that Victor Wimbledon is going to be huge, and, and that's just defense. Offense, it, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you, it really does not matter. Um, I know people are just afraid that, like, hey, what's the point of having these two big guys? We got Mark Williams, and I know we have Victor, but well, we would get Victor, but what? Where would he play? And I, like I said, I think it really doesn't matter. Mark Williams is agile enough. We've seen him guard Trey Young on a perimeter. Do I want him guarding Trey Young on a perimeter all the time? No, never. <laughs> but my point is that Mark Williams is not. Uh, Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. He's a little more agile. He's a little more athletic, I believe. So I feel as though that you, if they try to isolate Mark Williams, I think Mark Williams can hold his own. You, Like I said, you have Victor Women, y'all gonna rotate. You, you, there's just so many different things you can do that I really wouldn't be too concerned with having Victor Women, y'all play how he plays. And then worrying about, will it be at the expense of Mark Williams and Nick Richards? Now, I do feel like it's going to hurt Nick Richards a little bit just because of the fact that you are going to have him be that like one center. But at the end of the day, he's played with PJ and that's kind of the same situation except PJ is not more of a center. But the only reason we're calling Victor Women Yama a center is his height. His skill is nothing center like. He doesn't play anything like a center. He's really, he's, I mean, really, he's like a 7 2. A uh, small forward. <laughs> That's what it feels like at times watching him play. But he's just so gifted, so talented. I just don't see why the Hornets would. If you if you get him, I don't see why the Hornets would need to take you know take away Mark Williams' minutes in order for Victor to play. Uh, obviously, they're going to play around with the lineups. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's the whole point of having a team so versatile. But you can run into the issue where a team is too versatile. I just don't see that happening yet. And, and the reason I say you can have a team that's too versatile, that's if all the players hit, if that makes any sense. If all the players don't hit, then it doesn't matter. So we still are you know, on the fence about Kai Jones. Uh, as much as I said I like P.J., want to keep P.J. back, but what is that contract number looking like? It seems as though I've heard, you know, because at the beginning of the season, P.J. wanted like $20 million, and apparently he's come down on that price after this season. Why? I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes players stick to their guns. They want to get paid, but I think he wants a longevity because I think P.J. Washington can have a lot of longevity um, on in the league, not just on this team I think he can have A really good Prosperous NBA career If he sticks to what he does Like P.J. Tucker and I, Do I think he has A little more skill set Than P.J. Tucker Of course But my point is P.J. Tucker knew What he was good at And he stuck to it And I think if P.J. Washington Does the same thing He'll he'll be fine But Yeah I, I personally wouldn't want Worry about You know Victor Wimanyama Taking minutes from the centers I Like I said They're going to play around With the lineup But Victor Wimanyama I think he can guard He can guard a perimeter To an extent Obviously you don't want him On the small guards But the big body wings Sure Put him on there uh, I mean The heat We see the heat run zone The Hornets might need To do something similar I'm not saying running Every you know possession But it's something That you can experiment with like I said, you're just going to have a bunch of very versatile defenders, a bunch of guys. And the thing is, also, this team's not that good defensively. Mark Williams has actually helped this team a lot since he's been the starting center. So that's another thing you would not look to replace. You would just have to find a way to plot Victor Wimanyama in there. Is because you want to keep that defensive pressure. You want to keep how good your team is defensively. But also, obviously, you want to place in Victor Wimanyama. And like I said, I, I just don't see it being too much of a struggle. There's not too many teams that play too small where, you know, neither of those big guys can guard the perimeter or just guard whoever the ball handler is. I think 
teams could try to play smaller, but then we can adjust to that. So then most teams will probably just stick to their guns. I mean, there's going to be games, of course, like when it's really close and it just seems like Marco Williams can't keep up or Victor Wimbayama can't keep up. There's going to be some things that change. But overall, I just don't see it being an issue. And I know a lot of people, that's their concern. Their concern is where does Wimby fit? And, okay, you make him fit because he's such a generational talent. Does Mark Williams suffer? And I I say, if it's done the correct way, no. I, teams pull it off all the time. Uh, like I said, you look at Jaron Jackson Jr., who's one of the defensive players of the year. But he pl- he plays very well at the power forward position. And then the team does better when they have Steven Adams. Now, does Steven Adams get played off the floor sometimes? Yeah, but he's not Mark Williams. So that's something you got to go back to. Mark Williams isn't your traditional big center. I mean, he, he's pretty athletic and pretty agile. So, yeah. Anyway, let me know what you think of this podcast episode. Please do all the things. Share it with your friends. Share it with your Hornet friends. Um, you know, share it with people who like basketball. Share it with people who like the NBA draft. Uh, yeah. Once again, this is Darian Thomas, your new host on uh, Believe the Hornets, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.